Today's Unseminary podcast episode is brought to you by Church Community Builder. I love how these guys help church leaders make and grow disciples by providing software and coaching focused on improving operational effectiveness. Church Community Builder provides leaders like me with insights into engagement of our church community, helping us close the gaps that allow people to slip away unnoticed. Visit churchcommunitybuilder.com to learn more. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich. Thanks so much for tuning in. We know that things are really busy at your church, particularly as we head into this weekend, and we're just honored that you would take some time out from your schedule to tune in. And we've got a great guest today. You're going to love today's uh, interview with Joel Schmidgall from National Community Church in Washington, D.C. Joel, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. No, I'm so honored that you would uh, take some time out. For folks that don't know, uh, NCC is a great church. Uh, they often, you know, they're known as the theater church. They meet in a bunch of movie theaters uh, around the D.C. area and uh, in Virginia. Started in 1996, uh, led by Mark uh, Batterson, Pastor Mark Batterson. Joel, why don't you tell us a little bit about NCC and your role there? Yeah, well, I love where I'm at. I'm, um, my title would be executive pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, got started in the early days. I just showed up and started volunteering mm-hmm. and uh, then was hired uh, full-time for part-time pay, as uh, <laughs> many in ministry are, but, uh, but kind of developed in my role. So, so executive pastor, I oversee our launches. We have eight locations, which I help oversee all the campus pastors. Then I'm a campus pastor at one of our locations mm-hmm. eight on Barracks Row. It's about eight blocks from the Capitol. That's great. Um, so awesome space. It's the oldest theater in the district in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, so really a fun space. And then I help oversee our A18 missions as well. And um, and uh, and our Dream Center project was which is coming. So get my hands in a bunch of different places. Very cool. Well, one of the things I love about NCC, just as an outsider looking in, is you know you really seem to have done a good job on kind of motivating people towards mission, really to live out an active faith. Why don't you give us a sense of maybe the the various ways that you've done that as a church? How are people getting kind of plugged into living out their faith? Yeah, you know, I think our our passion comes out of our insufficiencies sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I, I grew up in the church, mm-hmm. um, but I was, you know, like the Old Testament calls this certain sect God-fearers, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're people who had respect for God, but they weren't like the holy remnant, the people mm-hmm. who are really active in their faith. That was me for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I hit this point where I started seeking God in a new way, Mm. Um, and it changed my life. And, and that's when I felt a, a call into ministry. Hmm. Um, so I lived kind of this lukewarm lifestyle for 18 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have a passion for those who might know God or respect God, um, but don't experience the fullness of life in Him. Mm. And I feel a passion to, to kind of call us out in a coach type way, mm. right? Like, come on, like, we Join got us. this, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so we have a, you know, uh, we have eight locations. We have people who come, man, I, I think, um, and I hope this doesn't come across the, the wrong way, but, <laughs> but we, I love our, our music guys. Our worship guys are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Mark would be our primary communicator, Mark mm-hmm. Batterson, incredible speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can show up on a weekend 
and you can enjoy it, like mm-hmm. going to a good show. Mm-hmm. You can yep. come and get something out of it and go away and feel good about yourself, pat yourself on the back. One of my biggest fears as a pastor is that people would live in the entertainment value mm. of what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And my passion is to drive us past that. You know, mm. how do we go from information to transformation? That's my calling right there. Mm. And Dave, a guy named Dave Beering talks about this. Mm-hmm. The difference between information and transformation is obedience. Mm. Um, so I, how do I help people drive towards um, obedience? So that's, that's kind of where the, maybe the passion comes from mm-hmm. from I guess in terms of practicals, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe I'm taking off here, Rich. No, so. no, this is great. This is perfect. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. This is great. Okay, so so practicals for me. Mm-hmm. One, how are we teaching about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how does our teaching uh, kind of lead, lead us into that? So, um, and this would be a, a quick thrill, theological jump. So, yeah. um, mission for us. So, starting with Jesus' very first words in Luke chapter 4. Um, the Spirit anoints Jesus to go and preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And, you know, and, and that's not a full quote, but mm-hmm. just a quick. Uh, it's his first words. It, it's his public address. It's his, his first press conference coming out. And he sets this agenda and he identifies uh, needs. He identifies um, poverty within that. He identifies um, kind of health issues and then mm. brokenness. Mm-hmm. And so we start in the first words of Acts 4. Mm. Okay, how do we address those things? And we break it down uh, just with a simple acronym, mm-hmm. ACT. So assist the poor, care for, care for the sick, transform through reconciliation. Mm. I mean, Jesus, there's 2,000 verses on poverty. Wow. Um, there's a third of Jesus' ministry is health care. Mm-hmm. And then the reason he comes is as the ultimate reconciler of us to God. So he lays this agenda out in his first words. His last words are found in Acts 1.8. Mm-hmm. For you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So he breaks it down by giving us the strategy then. Okay, mm-hmm. where do I go? Well, first, I don't just go. Mm-hmm. I'm set with the, like, the presence of God be- comes before his power. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get in him first. But then secondly... When we're in him, we have to become active. Mm. So Jerusalem, our, you know, where, where am I now? And then Samaria and, and uh, Judea and Samaria is, is where does nobody want to go? And mm. then the end of the earth is where has nobody gone? Mm. So how are we engaging on these three levels? And then right in the middle of that is this Matthew 28. Mm. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus says, now go. A translation can, uh, can be as you are going. In other mm-hmm. words, how are you living? And this is this is heart stuff for me. This is passion mm-hmm. stuff. This is mm-hmm. wheelhouse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you living life on mission every day, wherever, whenever? Mm-hmm. So as you are going, mm-hmm. uh, go and make a disciples of all nations, ethnos, ethnicity, people mm-hmm. groups. So for us in DC, we have we have 150 people groups in this city. Mm-hmm. So we are fulfilling great commission in our city. Amen. Uh, Going in, into Georgetown, it's different than Capitol Hill and the Southeast DC, into U Street Corridor, Dizzy Gillespie and mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong. That's the old mm-hmm. jazz part of the city. So, um, so you've got, we've kind of lived in these three scriptures to talk about action and faith. Mm. That would be the teaching part. Second would be maybe modeling it. Mm-hmm. My living it personally. Mm-hmm. I've got a group of guys I meet early morning with, Tuesday mm-hmm. morning. We're, ta- we're going through the scriptures, but one of the things I am held accountable, we have a covenant for all our leaders. Mm-hmm. 
and one line is there, how are you sharing your faith with, with those who don't know Christ? So I, I have those guys hold me accountable to that. Mm. Um, so how do we love our neighbor? Um, who's your neighbor is that kind of, you know, Bible college or seminary question, but yep. we're not in seminary. We're living outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so neighbor for me, you've got marketplace neighbors, mm-hmm. you've got workplace, you've got, um, you know, kind of special interest neighbors. So mm-hmm. for me, um, what does it look like in my neighborhood? What does it look like at my gym? What does it mm. look like in my home? What does it look mm-hmm. like in my church? Mm. And I'm a, held accountable to those four areas. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the morning, my first neighbor six inches away from me is my wife. That's my kids <laughs> calling. Right. And then I got, you know, three distractions, three blessings, you know, three little <laughs> kids. Um, but then my neighborhood, yep. um, we're active. Uh, and then my gym as well, man. Mm-hmm. I'm When I'm not getting in fights on the ball court, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to share faith. So I've got to model it. Yep. And that goes hand in hand with teaching on it. So mm-hmm. in my teaching, mm-hmm. I'm always talking about right. my neighborhood and my gym and things like that. Absolutely. Uh, so I'd say teach it, model it. Tag team is a huge one for us. Very, very cool. Before we jump on the tag team. Yep. So a, a part of what I, I hope people aren't missing, but I think there was a time kind of, and, and this time I think is past, but there are were some church leaders that kind of had that separated i would say the proclamation of the gospel and the demonstration of it so they they pulled those two apart they said there was a there's kind of an intellectual assent side of faith um, and that is somehow distant from you know we actually are supposed to care for the poor we're supposed to um, you know reach out to people around us and help uh, people in our communities. What I love that you're doing and I hope people are catching it is you're weaving those two together and saying these two are intrinsically connected. They're both uh, part of the same thing. When when leaders uh, does anyone ever challenge you and say wait a second aren't shouldn't we just be all about the proclamation? Why are you talking you know Joel why are you talking so much about demonstration does that ever come up and what do you say to them oh man um i mean that's what we talked about earlier that that obedience piece right Mm -hmm. like if we just live in jesus words Mm -hmm. um i mean he he left us and he said the spirit of god now is coming you're going to do greater things than i have done Mm -hmm. um that's a challenge right there right that's so if, if i'm just proclaiming and not living and modeling it I'm not using Jesus' strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't proclaim it and then not live it. I mean, his life was the ultimate apologetic, I mm-hmm. think, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us to remove the information from the life, like, oh, man, it's, it's uh, you know, Dorothy Sayers, it's declawing the Lion of Judah. Right. Um, it's, it's making it docile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's, that's fear stuff for me. So. Yes. Um, yeah, how are we engaging people? So that our, our small groups are built around that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, and our, our intentional efforts into mission, we've got, I think, 38 missions this coming year where we mm. try to, so for us, like, and, and, you know, we can't, you can't separate like discipleship and mission in, yes. in our opinion. Yeah. Um, so our mission trips are our most, in, we, I call them IDTs, intense discipleship training. They're our mm. most intense form of, give me, Give me a week-long mission trip with somebody versus a year mm. of them coming to our church because yes. the voice that I have and the proclamation that is made and the obedience that happens, right? like something clicks in people's faith when you put it into action. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, that cool. would be my quick 
Uh, tag team, talk to me about that. How is it that you kind of work together and kind of encourage people to work together in, in, in faith? Yeah, so one of our mantras um, at NCC would be, uh, we want to help you be a part of uh, the dream that God has given us as a church. Mm-hmm. I think for most churches, and that I've been in, is, is that's kind of where we stop. Okay. You know, how do you get involved in, <laughs> in our stuff are and what we're doing? <laughs> right. But we kind of take it that next step. So um, we also say, and, and we want as a church to be a part of the dream that God has given you. Mm. Okay, so that's where, whether it's small groups, like we don't say we need this Bible study group, we need this one, we need this sermon series. We, mm. we, we say everybody has a group in them. Mm. Now, how can we get behind you? Same thing with mission. So like we do something called Second Saturday Serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not our initiatives that we come up with. We say, listen, we're going to get out and serve and bless our community. Um, now, what dream has God given you? Mm. You come up with it. We're going to empower you. We're going to give you people to go out and serve. Mm. Um, so that's how we've engaged in like the Capitol Hill Pregnancy Center where we're serving you know, 19-year-old girls who are pregnant have nowhere to turn. That's why we mm-hmm. go to the Youth Services Center, mm-hmm. kids who are in, in jail mm-hmm. because of something they don't. These are all passions that have, these are dreams that God has given different people that we said, no, don't just come along and serve in this one ministry. We're mm-hmm. limiting the gospel being spread in our city. Mm-hmm. No, we know you can benefit if you come alongside us, but mm-hmm. we want to come alongside you. Mm-hmm. And so that would be, in terms of tag teaming, mm-hmm. um, I think just that idea that we're trying to do this thing together and mm-hmm. walk alongside one another. Um, so, yeah, I, cool. I think like a share the win mm-hmm. would be a big part of that Okay, as tell, well. tell me about that. What, what does share the win talk about? So, you know, testimony breeds testimony, right? Mm. Um, so anytime I share a testimony... There's, there's always a next generation to that testimony. And, and mm. this just happened uh, two nights ago when we had a, we had called it A18 Engage, or we're just talking and sharing testimony, what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody gets in, up and share a testimony how they're fostering, they're going to foster four kids. Mm-hmm. And we've got, um, I think it's 300 kids right now in immediate need of foster care in, in the wow. DC system. So. Wow okay, we can get behind this. We can actually knock that list out, mm-hmm. 600 churches in the district. So if we right. can unite it. So anyway, a year ago, we shared the testimony of somebody stepping out and beginning to foster. And the, and the dad, the father shared um, his heart, like, I didn't want to do this thing. And then I just realized, listen, this is a, a single step of faith that I can take mm. to be a part of the kingdom of God mm. in this city. Cool. That testimony alone sparked... Adam, this guy who then was, and his wife was trying to get him, and he said, No, I'm not going to do this. And then that one <laughs> testimony took him over the edge. He said, All right, I got to be willing to do this. Right. We share, we're sharing now generations of testimony. Huh. I am personally committed. 2015 was a year of testimony for me as a pastor. Mm. I committed that two times a month, I'm going to get testimony into our services. Mm. We've got to share the win. We can't just talk about what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I can't just model about what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I need to share the win of what we are actually doing. Right. And then testimony will breed testimony, and right. that's revelation stuff. We Absolutely. overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb. That's mm-hmm. what we focus on, Christ. Mm-hmm. 
but also the second thing is the word of our testimony. Mm, the testimony so is, a part of, is a part of us overcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be that share the win piece. So good. Now, what about, you know, is there anything else when we think about kind of engaging people in active faith? Um, I think, and this is maybe maybe the last thing I would throw yep. in on this, mm-hmm. uh, the focus on the one, like how do mm-hmm. I make it practical? Yep. Um, that I think we've heard it before, but nobody can do everything. Everyone can do something. Um, so how do I break it down and make it simple? Mm-hmm. Um, application is so huge in, in our messaging. It's also huge in our discipling though. So, so for instance, like when I go out on second Saturday, mm-hmm. I go over to, I mentioned the, the youth services center. Mm-hmm. So we go over and, and we just play ball with mm-hmm. the kids and, and it's, you know, 16 to 18 year olds. Mm-hmm go play ball with them there's a gym inside you go through the gates and you know and the and the door locks down and then we get in there and these kids are amped up and then we play <laughs> ball and you know what happens it starts breaking down barriers in a way that a conversation won't so at the end of it we get around I do a coaches huddle mm-hmm. and uh, we talk about what just happened good out here then we make the application okay when you make decisions of sharing the ball or hitting the open man when you make that good good decision on the court, that's what we're trying to do in life. Mm. And listen, here's our story. Here's our testimony of how that happens. Now, I, I'm going too far with that, but mm-hmm. my point was this. Every volunteer that comes with us to the YSC, here's mm-hmm. the one thing I tell them. Mm-hmm. My only goal for you is, is for you to connect with one person. I mm-hmm. want you to get one name today of somebody right. that you um, speak boldly the hope of Christ into that day and then a name that you take with you and you're praying for mm-hmm. this coming week. Mm-hmm. So in everything we do, discipleship, evangelism, speaking, it, we're always trying to point back to the simple, to the application, and to the one. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to get lost. Right, absolutely. Very yep. cool. Now, I know you guys are in the process of opening uh, the, the DC Dream Center. Could you tell us, just take a few minutes, tell us kind of what's the vision behind that? Um, you know, what does that look like? Uh, maybe people have heard of Dream Centers before, but maybe some people haven't. You know, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so for us, we've got eight wards in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, wards seven and eight are kind of the the Samaria, if you will, of our mm. city. So all the statistics spike. I mean, I just, yesterday I heard a statistic, you know, 20% obesity in childhood in DC, which is one of the lowest mm. ends of the spectrum. In Ward 7, 8, it's like 45%, one of the right. highest ends of the right. spectrum. So right. everything kind of, we call it east of the river, mm. uh, the Anacostia River mm. um, and the Potomac kind of abut the district. So on the other side, you've got this other world in DC. So mm. Um, how are we engaging and going to that Samaria, the place where other people avoid? avoid? Mm-hmm. Um, so God opened up the door for uh, a, a place, <laughs> a building, um, appraised at $600,000. Um, and we were looking around and couldn't find anything for a number of years. And then right. God opened the door. $38,000 we paid for what? this building. That's the crazy. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Um, and so just a, an awesome thing. So we're already doing work on the ground there. Wow. We've got uh, 40 mentors of, of young, uh, wow, you know, cool. teenage and elementary age kids already. We're mentoring 40 kids. Hmm. Here's a demographic that our city, that our government, that I don't think our nation knows how to handle or help hmm. right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here's what we're doing. We're helping that generation, and, and here's how we're doing it, one by one. Right. Very cool. 
break it down to the one. So mentoring right. is one by one. So mm -hmm. Dream Center, I mean, it's a it's a it's a faith based community center essentially. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. mentoring, after school programs, a place where families can come together, a place where hope can become habit in kids' mm -hmm. lives. It's mm -hmm. not a church. It's a it's a place of dreams. How are we mm -hmm. inspiring kids to dream? You've got you've got kids who live. 25 blocks from the Capitol who have never visited the Capitol in our city. Wow. So you live in this, it's almost like, you know, ancient Israel where you live within 25 square miles and you mm -hmm. never, and so, and, and this is the deal. We've got a, a rooftop terrace that we're building. And mm -hmm. by the way, we just started demoing the building to rebuild it up mm -hmm. to be a dream center. Yeah. So we're doing stuff, but the building is actually not done. So right. if anybody wants to give, Love to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. If you want to come and be a part of the dream team for year one, love to talk to you as well. Very cool. Uh, but uh, so for us, that vision of Abram, when God gives him the vision, he doesn't let him stay inside, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He says that because the ceiling is over your head. And that's what we found in Ward 7 and 8. Kids have a ceiling. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying, like God told Abram, go outside and look at the stars. We're trying to take kids outside. Mm -hmm. So go outside of your little area mm -hmm. and cool. then God will begin to dream. So the top of this will just be a, an expanse of the city. It's mm -hmm. you look, you see Capitol, you see Washington Monument, you see National Cathedral. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's a physical view of what we want God to do and inspire dreams mm -hmm. uh, in that part of the city. So that's yeah. very cool. If pe if people uh, want to learn more about what you're doing at the you know the DC Dream Center or if they want to get in touch, I appreciate you plugging there. Like, hey, there may be church uh, leaders that are listening in today that are saying, uh, "Hey, I maybe our church could do something to support in DC," um, or maybe I know a you know a young person who's like, "Hey, they take a year." Not necessarily even a young person. Maybe it's a retired person that would say, "Hey, I'd love to take a year and help invest in that." How could they get? Should they just get in touch with you, or is should they you know check out the ch website, or what could they do? Yeah, um, Joel, J-O-E-L, at theaterchurch.com is Great. my email. Joel at theaterchurch.com. That would be the best way. We're re, um, we're redoing our website right yeah. now, so I don't even want to throw that out there. <laughs> nice. um, Great. So, yeah, cool. thanks for asking about that. Is there anything else that you want to share before we move on with the rest of our, our uh, program? It's got to be a passion in you for it to mm. become a passion in other people. So. You know, all those steps and everything you're doing, like, it, it doesn't matter un unless you're personally living it in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I, I just think that's the heart of that conversation. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round. That's the part of the episode where uh, we talk about some of the same questions that we ask everybody that's on the show. Today, we're honored, I'm honored, to have uh, Joel from National Community Church with us. It's been a great conversation today. Joel, what's an online resource that you're using these days uh, that's helping you in your ministry? Yeah, so this is kind of off the wall maybe, but yes. there's something called SaneBox, and I okay. just got turned on to it. Nice. Um, so it's actually email organization, which if anybody is out there who your monster is email, come on, <laughs> can I get a an amen right there? And so email for, is, is just on my back all the time. So SaneBox... Um, it's it's an email filter system, mm -hmm. so it's got like sane later. So it will actually you and you kind of teach it and train it to take out certain oh, things. Very cool. Because yeah. I I start focusing on the the here and now, right? Mm -hmm. Things that are are not important but are urgent. So mm -hmm. it pulls those things out and puts them in a separate folder. It also has a like a sane reminder folder. So it you know, when you send an email to a staff member and I'm 
I'm overseeing a lot of guys. So mm-hmm. then I got to go, I don't know if you do this, but I go back to sent emails mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I got to find that old email to remind them of what we talked about. So it kicks those into a folder as well. Mm-hmm. If somebody hasn't responded to my email, it'll kick it into that folder. Mm-hmm. You can also throw in like a, it's like a two hour at SaneBox in the, in the blind copy mm-hmm. and it will send that email back to you in like two hours. So mm-hmm. I'm loving it right now. We'll Very see cool. how it works out in the long run, but uh, yeah. Very cool, great tool for sure. What's a book you've read you know, in the last six months that you, that's had an impact on your thinking or you know, your ministry? Yeah, the, the Pastor by Eugene Peterson, the guy who um, helped craft the message version of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is rolling around in my, in my system right now. Mm-hmm. So um, who are, like, as a pastor, it's, it's not a vocation, right? It's not mm-hmm. a job, it's a calling. Mm-hmm. And he speaks to that. He speaks to the idea of congregation, which is something I'm really wrestling. And, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of quarter, ba- you know, half-baked ideas <laughs> engaged in congregation. But how do I see, you know, like seeing my neighborhood as congregation, mm-hmm. seeing Ebenezer's Coffee House, our coffee house, and the baristas as my congregation. How am I discipling those for, or how am I engaging in that? So seeing every area of life as a congregation. Mm. And secondly, you know, the idea of, of um, you know, not just nuances, but names, right? Mm. In our congregation, mm-hmm. do we know names? Are we at that place where we're, we can speak life into one another because we are building a place of relationship, of congregation that we can go from, you know, attender to disciple? So I think that book, I don't read books two times often, mm. but um, I'm about to hit a second round on that one. Very cool. That's very cool. What's another ministry you're looking to these days that's kind of inspiring you? Yep. I love um, Christ Tabernacle mm. um, and Brooklyn Tabernacle mm-hmm. too, Chicago Tabernacle, the mm-hmm. tab- like this little group of people, but Christ Tabernacle up in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way they pray. Um, mm. I mean, they're Tuesday night, that's like, they get thousands of, of people to show up just to, to right. pray, to yes. see God. That's fantastic. And again, back to the entertainment, like sometimes I think people, you can come for a show, but like for us, like a lot of, you, we sing and when you take the lyrics off the screen, it gets quiet. Right. And you go to Christ's tabernacle, it's the opposite. Mm. You take the lyrics off the screen and it gets louder. Mm. Of people just seeking and praising God. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm kind of looking at them. How can we learn from the way that they see God and teach in discipleship mm. worship? So Very cool. Uh, and you got to experience it too. You Very cool. Up. Very cool. If, uh, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, uh, who would you want to get that time with and why? Yeah, um, maybe I'll throw in a couple. Sure. One is a guy named Dick Foth, Dr. Foth. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book with uh, Mark Batterson uh, recently. Um, but he's a mentor to me, so every time I'm with him, mm-hmm. um, one, I'm, I'm learning something, yep. and two, I feel like I'm a better version of me when I'm around this guy. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of like that, like if you got a funny, like a really funny friend, like yes. you get around him and you're like, man, I'm, I'm hilarious when I get around <laughs> that guy, but you're not, and then you go away and you're not that funny, you know? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. When I get around Dr. Foth, it's like, man, I'm, I'm the best version of who I am when I'm mm. with him. So I'd say him, the second one would be Theo Epstein. Okay. Yeah. Chicago Cubs general manager. Nice. <laughs> took Boston to a title. And how yes. are you going to get my Cubs? To a title. Nice. I want to hear it, Theo. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's great. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. I'm sure, you know, leading at the church, you've got a lot going on. When you want to just kick back, uh, relax, uh, how can you, what do you do? What do you do to just kind of, you know, enjoy life a little bit? 
Yeah, it's funny because I love playing basketball. Nice. I love going for a run. Yep. I'm uh, 10 blocks from the Capitol, so I'll go run on the National Mall. Nice. Something about running. Um, it's like I'm every on... great spy movie, you know, the guy out at the beginning yes. of the movie running around the National Mall. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and you do. Like, I, That's funny you say that. There was a Nicolas Cage movie about running. I don't okay. remember what it was. It was yeah. like two years ago. Uh-huh. I'm running down on the mall. And there's all these cameras. Yes. I'm literally running next to Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? Filming his movie on the National Mall. So it's funny. Oh, you say. that's funny. That's great. But, um, but uh, so yeah, I love exercise for me is a form of relaxation, as funny as that sounds. But when you have three kids in a very small house. Yes, you want to get out and run. Running away from it is exercise, <laughs> right? Um, so I love, I'm invigorated by, uh, nice. by sport and uh, those types of things. Very cool. Well, Joel, I really appreciate you being on the show today. I, I'm sure people were challenged and encouraged. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Hey, thanks for having me and thanks for um, just being an inspiration, Rich. Love what you're doing and love that you tackle things that just aren't covered in a lot of different areas. I'm, I'm inspired every time I've, I've uh, heard the podcast and just read some of uh, the different things you put together. So thanks for your ministry and your work, man. Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks, buddy. Take care. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>